Alright everyone, welcome once again to another Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. And I'm the other one, I'm Donnie. And today we're going to talk about comics, and stuff, and things. <laughs> yep, much like every week, we've picked a couple of comics, and we are going to talk about them. We have read them in the past week, and we've taken notes. Format recap, there we go. This is for all those new listeners we acquired over the uh, New Year. Exactly. Doesn't hurt to remind them. Yeah, yeah. Keep them informed. Yeah. Like talking about comic books. Sometimes we talk about video games. Sometimes TV shows. Things like that. Occasional movie or so. Yeah. Especially there's a lot of comic book movie and TV shows. Have you watched that new Punisher yet? No. Okay. Well, I watched the first three episodes. And... I, I watch these with the subtitles on, and my favorite part is when Frank is grunting. It usually just says grunt on the bottom. So he's like, <laughs> but one time he was grunting toward somebody, and he's just like, Burr! and then it says, hey, on the, on the subtitles. <laughs> I didn't hear hey at all in that. I just heard like grunt. <laughs> I, I like that the subtitle menu is now trying to decipher his grunts. Well, they did that the, on Luke Cage, too, with the Jamaican guys. They just said it in normal English instead of the weird, fucked-up Jamaican English. So they're doing that with John Bernthal when he's grunting now. They're just, like, translating his grunts, I think. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, that show is still violent. So, you know, there's still some parts where uh, he's, like, beating the shit out of a bunch of people. And you're just like, ooh, this is that, like, that's really violent. You still get that feeling. I've only watched three episodes, but so far, so good. We'll see how it holds up, though. Are you going to watch that no, one? I still, have, I still have zero interest. No, I, I didn't oh. watch season one either. Oh, really? I probably will never watch it. Yeah. Oh, man, it's pretty good. I don't it's care really about violent. the Punisher as a character. What about Cosmic Ghost Rider? Especially this Cosmic Ghost Rider version. Oh, man. That's fun. Speaking of Punisher, though, I, I did just watch that new Predator movie that came out last year. That was terrible. Oh, really? Thomas Jane, the original Punisher actor, is in it. Oh, well, that wasn't as good of a Punisher. That was the Punisher. That's the only one that matters. If you're going to rank Punishers, it's Thomas Jane, number one, and then it's Ray Stevenson, who was in uh, Punisher Warzone, and then it's this shitty Walking Dead guy. Fuck this guy. I hate this guy. John Bernthal, dude. Why? He's great. He's the reason I refuse to watch this awful show. But he's he's awesome in the show. He's he's the best part. Which is, like, different for those... uh, like like in Daredevil, the best part is Kingpin, and not actually Daredevil, but in The Punisher, The Punisher is the best part for sure. And they had one scene where he gets shot in the ass, and he has this girl that, uh, you know, he saved from all these assassins or whatever, and then he, like, kidnaps her and takes her back to his motel room so she doesn't run away. <laughs> and he's, like, making... <laughs> what a hero. I know, yeah. So he's kind of, like, he does heroic stuff, but then he does stuff that's, like, kind of fucked up. He's, like, tying this girl to the bed so she doesn't run away for her own safety. But I think he's just tying her to the bed wink. for his own fun. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he, he needs her to take the bullet out of his ass, because he, bu- he got shot in the ass. And while she's taking the bullet out of his ass, they're talking to each other. So she's, like, down on her knees right next to his, like, ghost white ass, pulling a bullet out, and they're having a conversation. So I was very amused by this because his ass is just at eye level with her in these shots. It's fucking hilarious. So watch it for that. Okay. It has it has yeah. everything. It has it has male ass. It has violence. What more do you need? What do you want? I mean, yeah, those those are two huge selling points for me. Watch it, John Bernthal. Yeah. Walking Dead, Shane. Maybe, maybe I will. Yeah. Well, there's there's TV talk, but speaking of violence we watched or as fuck well we watched <laughs> and read deadly class i, I didn't I, I actually didn't watch it yet Airhorn. i was gonna watch it today when i got home but then i uh fell asleep oh transition <laughs> well played but then i fell asleep and, and said yeah. well okay if we're starting on the show i thought that the first episode of the show was kind of boring it, it makes oh, sense shit. that you fell asleep it's pretty close to the comic but I also felt that the beginning of the comic was kind of boring. It did start out slow. Yeah. Did you get? Did you see Henry Rollins yet, or is he later on in the series? I saw Henry Rollins. He was in there. Oh, really? Fuck. Awesome. 
episode one. He's teaching a uh, poison class. Oh, he's one of the teachers. Okay, cool. Yeah. He's, he has like totally white hair now, right? That's him. Yeah, he's he's aged quite a bit since uh, Fight for New York. Right. <laughs> <laughs> since the video game version of him. Oh yeah, it was Fight for New York. I said Vendetta earlier. Uh, I don't think he's in Vendetta. I forgot to say this episode where we read Deadly Class Volume 1, colon, Reagan Youth. And we read Rise of the Black Panther. There you go. Yeah, just so, just so everyone knows here. Seven minutes in, I'll tell you what we're doing this episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep doing it eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We're, we're, we're doing our own thing here. This is our time frame, not theirs. That's right. We can speed ahead to that part. Yeah, skip ahead to where I said what we're going to do today, it's and then time, go back to the beginning. For you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then here are this great conversation we had the full time before that. Talking about Punisher, I forgot. I was, I was into John Bernthal <laughs> and him getting shot in the ass and shoving people's heads into knives on the table like the Joker. Hmm. Yeah, like that pencil scene where he has the who's, pencil Who's more violent, him or Robin and Titans? Oh, geez, that's rough. Um, they're on par. I would like to see a crossover with those two having like a violence contest. <laughs> I would love that. Like, I would love anyone having a violence contest. That yeah. sounds awesome. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how they would frame that, but I just want it to be like a who's more violent type of thing like like make it a movie or something somebody's looking for the most violent person on earth or in the multiverse or whatever and they like bring those two together i don't know who else they'd bring i think they're pretty much i don't know how you could beat them interesting yeah all right anyway going back to deadly class here so i thought the beginning of this book was boring but i did really like the later issues of this volume where he's taking acid and tripping on acid and uh, <laughs> fighting this dude and getting his ass beat. And then his uh, crazy serial killer, uh, no nose ex roommate shows up, which I thought was interesting. So they're like setting him up as a villain. And I thought that was the most interesting part. But what did you think? Well, yeah, yeah. Cause when he first goes to school, everyone is kind of like, uh, passing rumors and just uh, spreading what they know about him around or what they've heard about him. And apparently, everyone thinks he like killed a, a baby brother or something of his. Mm -hmm. so, so they're all pinning him out like he's some kind of like psychopath murderer. But yeah, apparently he burned down like the orphanage or boys' home he lived in. So what he was saying, I think something happened in the boys' home. Like they were making him, uh, probably molesting them. That's that's very heavily implied because yeah. when he beats he kills the uh, homeless guy who was like his best friend on the streets. Yeah, because he he I forget what he said exactly, but he he said it in the way that reminded him and made him flash back to when he was getting like raped. Right. He, so he called him he called him a pretty boy. Pretty boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what it was. Uh, that's that is pretty creepy, I guess, when you put it in that context. Yeah. So I guess uh, we should talk about what this book is about. This kid is homeless on the streets and is recruited. Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. And he's recruited by the Kings. What was the name of that school? I didn't make a note on the school name. Okay. Dominion's it was, uh, Kings or something? King's Dominion. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is an assassin school that I guess has been operating in the shadows for like whatever, hundreds of years or something like that. And basically it's like Harry Potter for assassins. Like you have to go yeah, to school and take these is. goofy classes and... I, I don't know. I'm not into like going to high school type books, like going to silly high schools, you know? What's silly about learning like beheading? Like, all right, so I wrote down his class schedule because these classes were fucking amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, like, first period is assassin psychology, uh, second period is fucking beheading. What's, what's goofy about taking a beheading class? That's so badass. How hard could it be? Third, it should be a workshop. What do you need a whole class for? A whole semester? 15 weeks? You need to learn, like, the best, most, like, prolific, brutally fucking badass ways to do it. But you how long could it take? You first beheading mission and fuck up and look like an asshole. Just say, do it this way. You gotta See get later. precision slices, man. You want to take it off in one swipe. You don't want to fuck around and have to, like, axe it off because you hit the wrong spot like an asshole. I, I disagree. I think that'd be more violent and brutal. It might be better. It would be way more brutal, especially violent, but, I mean, you're going to look like a dick in front of, like, all your classmates who are master assassins, while you're just some, like, hack, psychopath, like, shitty wood shipper killer. 
<laughs> wood chipper killer. Wood chipper killer sounds awesome. I, I was gonna say I was gonna say hillbilly because I was thinking of the uh, Dead by Daylight character who, who does use Max, but yeah, never mind. But uh, <laughs> you want precision, man. It's an art form. But then third period is the Henry Rollins top poisons class. Fourth period is launch. Fifth yeah. period is hand to hand combat. Sixth period was skipped for some reason. Like they showered, and then after the shower, he went to his second <laughs> class, which was AP Black Arts. So I don't know if like the shower was an entire class period or what or how that worked. But there was no sixth period magically. Yeah, right. It was weird. Yeah, they did spend a lot of time in the shower. I felt. Yeah, not, not quite enough. But yeah, it was a lot. What else did they do? Oh, um, yeah, and at the beginning, Marcus is just considering like killing himself by jumping off of the Golden Gate Bridge. And, like, I don't know why they do this in shows so much, where someone wants to kill themselves so they're uh, going to jump off a bridge. I feel like that's not going to do it, right? Because it's water. It's going to... No, it'll kill you. Why? Because you get sucked down. You can't... You drown. Like, the... I I saw something about it. Like, it's the pressure. It, like, sucks you down into sort of like a sinkhole when you hit the water. Oh. So you can't swim... Just swim up and, like, take it out fine. Really? Like you die instantly. That's why. Yeah, that's why it's such a deadly thing. Jump off the bridge. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I was I was always curious about that. Like, I, it, like my whole life, every time someone's about to jump off a bridge, I'm like, well, can't you swim? Do all these people not know how to swim? But that's how it works, huh? There's some science behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I so learned something. Pressure, water pressure, or some shit. I don't know. Okay. Well, I learned something today. In the show, they changed that. He's jumping off of a. Uh, some monument or something instead of a bridge. So I thought they changed that because I was right that you could just swim. But apparently they just changed it for no reason. Maybe off a really low bridge you'd be okay, but not the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, I guess not. Also, this Marcus blames Ronald Reagan for ruining his life. Yeah, that, that was the weird part. I, I mean, I get that it's like taking place in the 80s, but he, he's, his entire reason he goes to school... Because he wants to learn how to kill Ronald Reagan, who's currently president. Yeah, so I think that's going to be interesting later. But yeah, he blames Ronald Reagan for ruining his life because he uh, cut back on mental health spending or something. So they had to release a bunch of crazy people, like paranoid schizophrenic people, onto the streets. And some lady jumped off of the top of the Golden Gate Bridge, I think, on top of his parents. And killing both his parents, too. So, he blames Ronald Reagan for that. Indirectly, in a way, I guess. Yeah, he probably knew that would happen when he cut the funding, I would think. I think he did it on purpose. He knew he, he was going to yeah. do it anyway. So, that's, that's why he's here. He's, do, he's in the school, taking classes. You know, he was homeless anyway, so... I feel like, why not if yeah, you're he, homeless? He was like Fuck a 14-year-old homeless kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I would I would join assassin school, even if I wasn't homeless. I guess I think oh, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. So uh, backtracking a little bit, uh, when he when he first gets recruited, that uh, he meets that one girl, Saya. They're they're being chased by cops because he's also wanted. I forget what he was wanted for. I didn't make a note of that, but the cops are all after him. For I think it reason. was the fire. The he okay because yeah, of that's the what I assumed setting it was. fire to the boys' home. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So the cop finds him, and they go after him, and they start on a big police chase, and they keep calling him Snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the girl, Saya, shows up, and she, uh, she heads a cop with, like, or no, no, she stabs a cop with a sword, and uh, her feelings on killing cops is uh, 100% what I agree with. They're cops. Fuck them. They should all be dead. Yeah. A good cop is a dead cop. Fact. That's right. I'm 100% on board with this. Me too. I love the FTP attitude of this book. That was my yeah, favorite part. Yeah. Fuck a punk police. Fuck the police. Yeah. Mm. My favorite character though is the British dude Lex. Oh, okay. Because he keeps calling every, he keeps calling him a twat and a cunt. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can't think I can't remember off the top of my head. I was trying to remember if we had ever read a book where they used the word cunt. I couldn't find it in like any notes that I had left. So I don't think I think this might be the first time we've read something where they actually use no. like, two favorite words. Surely we've seen cunt before wasn't there one in in saga saga they said cunt don't they saga okay yeah 
And then we talked about it. We talked about this before about saying cunt. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Felt like we should have found something with that at some point in time, but because they use cunt and twat in the same fucking book, this is my new favorite one by hands down. <laughs> yeah. And then besides calling him a snowflake later on, the uh, the teacher or the actually what was his name, Mister Lin, uh-huh. the guy who recruited him for the assassin school, yeah, keeps referring to him as wet noodles, which. I don't know why, but that made me laugh. So that's going to be my new favorite insult. It's just calling people wet noodles. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Okay, I guess that makes sense. You're soft and weak. You want to be a dry noodle? I don't think the opposite is good. I don't think you want to be a noodle, period. Yeah, you definitely kind of don't want to be a noodle. Implies you're kind of like stringy and weak, frail. Yeah, exactly. Delicious. <laughs> Not imposing, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the other insult that they had... Which uh, really dates it, because again, this takes place in 1987. Uh, somebody called someone else a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, that, which this book was written in 2014, so I was kind of surprised to see. Yeah, yeah, they did use a lot of the uh, 80s homophobic slurs. <laughs> yeah, they're dropping F-bombs a couple of times in this book. Like the, uh, uh, what was the one kid, Willie? I, I think he called the kid gay for liking the Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Marcus's ex-roommate guy with no face, he was, like, eavesdropping on Marcus and, uh, what's the other guy's name? I think it's Willie. Oh, that that's Willie, okay. He's, he's eavesdropping on them? Yeah, his friend. And they're talking about, like, their feelings or something, and he just calls them, you know, the F-word. Just, like, yep. to himself. That was pretty funny. Reminded me of how we used to do that when we were younger. Yeah, simpler times. I know, right? Those were the days. <laughs> um. So, so the bird victim guy who you keep talking about, yeah, he's a uh, goat fucker, right? I was just about to bring that, that up. That was my favorite part about that guy. Yeah, he wants to. He likes fucking goats and murdering cops and cats, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say at the end of this book. Well, let's start here. Marcus goes to that school, and this Latina woman uh, is really into him, and he's yeah. just trying to bang him. What's her name again? Maria is the one that liked him. He's into the other girl called Saya. Right. But Maria keeps trying to bang him, and she has this crazy-ass ex-boyfriend, this, like, cholo guy. Chico. Chico. Yeah, it's very, very cholo. So Chico's after him, and Chico, like, beats the shit out of Marcus by the end of this book. Then, I forget who killed... Yeah, Maria ends up killing him to save Marcus, and then this burn victim guy, he shows up to the scene and, like, talks a bunch of shit takes Chico's body, and then takes a cat and goes around the corner. And I'm not sure what he did, but it just shows like yeah, a shadow. I couldn't tell. Yeah, we don't know what he's going to do with the two of them. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of anything like cat plus dead body equals question mark to me. I have no idea what he's going to do with that cat. He's either going to fuck both of these things, or possibly he's going to just torture and murder the cat like a psychopath. Or is he going to stick the cat up the dude's ass for some reason? already dead guy i mean i i don't know i don't, I don't really know why it could be anything would be a thing you would want to do but well possibly. me too yeah i mean i have no idea what he's doing he said he liked animals maybe he's gonna make the cat eat the dead body i don't know i couldn't figure it out yeah it was it was weird he likes animals but he's also raping random barnyard animals that he finds yeah so he's not he's, his Definition of like is very up in the air. Well, I guess like if you really love something, then you have to have sex with it, right? Apparently. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. When uh, Marcus is first getting introduced, he's getting shown around the school. Yeah. So, all right. So the wet noodle class that happens, uh, that's in hand-to-hand combat class, fifth period. And after the class ends, when it's that sixth period, entire shower period time scene. There's uh, it's like three jock kids picking on this one fat kid because he spoke up and he got one of the kids like had to do a hand-to-hand combat exercise and got his ass kicked by the teacher. And so they're hazing this kid and just beating the shit out of him in the shower. All of them, none of them like wearing anything at all, just totally dicks a flopping everywhere. And uh, Marcus comes out to like get him to lay off the fat kid. He's like, well, I mean, I have no problem with you guys beating the shit out of him, but maybe don't do it with your dick, like, right at mouth level. It's kind of weird, man. Maybe knock it off. By the way, he called him out for hazing the kid while having a half a boner. 
Yeah, I I like seeing I, it's a very juvenile word, boner. I like seeing it written. It makes me <laughs> laugh. It made me laugh. I, I don't care. Yeah, I, the thirteen-year-old of me really loves seeing the word boner. This is no exception. Yeah, then that kid. So, like you were saying about the cholo boyfriend, mm-hmm. like he kind of explains it to Marcus that it's all broken up into very stereotypical, ethnically based uh, cliques. Mm-hmm. Like you got all the white kids who are like accommodation. They're all like the white neo Nazis and like German skinheads and uh, some redneck white trash Southern people who are all combined just because they're white, I guess. And then um, there's also like all the Vato Cholo kids. Yeah. And then there's uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, it was a, a bunch of like African American gangbanger kids. And then I forget what the other one was. Oh, the British, uh, like steampunk kids. Although I don't know why they aren't just automatically thrown in with the whites. Well, I don't think they're. I don't think they're steampunk. I think they're just punk. Yeah, they were punk rock. I mean, it was. They weren't using. Yeah, punk rock is better. They weren't using any steam, which is good. I don't know why. I guess because they're British, maybe. But I mean, British punks. I mean, that sometimes includes like Nazi kids. Yeah, that's true. Back in the 80s and shit, I mean... Yeah, you would think that they would probably fall into one of those other groups, but I don't know. So yeah, that's the setup for the school here. And in his black arts class, they get an assignment to go kill someone who deserved it. Him and Willie are lab partners, so they gotta go together to find someone to kill. So they go to the homeless people, and they're looking for this one like really bad dude who would like kill other homeless people or something and that's when they're chatting with his buddy rory who mentions that he was in vietnam and was forced to do like various you know horrible things to the vietnamese calls him a pretty boy that's when he gets hit in the head so marcus hits rory in the head and his eye pops out like glenn from the walking dead when negan hit him in the head (laughs) reminded me of that a lot that was pretty brutal because rory wasn't actually a bad guy he had to I guess you'd call it detention or something, where they just lock him in a room. It it was called a pit, or what, it wasn't called the pit, but it was, uh, what was it called? It was called something, but it was kind of like you just get locked in like a little jail cell or a ditch or something. like a dark room or something. Yeah. Yeah. But then Saya, right, Saya breaks him out? Yeah. They go to kind of like Las Vegas. Was it Las Vegas or a Las Vegas type place? I think it was actually just Vegas. Okay, I couldn't remember. And that's where they're doing a bunch of drugs in this one. The drug use in this book is very heavy. Like, there's a lot of coke usage. There's a lot of acid use. There's a... um, Somebody was offering... I think maybe the homeless people offered this, but it was a jazz cigarette. Or someone offered this. What the hell is a jazz cigarette? I don't know. I would assume it was like a name brand or something. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's a fancy cigarette like a clove. Oh, okay. You're the smoker. You should know this shit, man. I don't smoke. I quit. Well, you used to. Yeah. Well, I don't know jazz cigarette. Maybe this is an old style thing. Back in your 80s smoking days. <laughs> right. Back when I was <laughs> a baby smoking. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I assume jazz was your brand. That's my brand. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that homeless guy, uh, Rory, also offered him quaaludes or, or something else, too. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that lewds. He's like, got some lewds. What are yeah. ludes? I don't actually know what ludes are. Quaaludes? Well, what are those, I mean? I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Some kind of truck. 70s drugs? Yeah. So. Sorry, so a quaalude, it's a sedative and hypnotic type of uh, like pill. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. It just makes you trip, I guess. It knocks you out. Trip some balls. So anyway, they're going to Vegas to kill this dude's dad because he was an asshole when he was a kid. And Marcus like takes a bunch of acid at this point to like show off. And so he's tripping really hard in this book. So everything is drawn really weird and like the transitions are really trippy and everything. So, so the whole reason that happened was they uh they stopped at a uh, Grateful Dead concert. Mm-hmm. And Sayo was offering to buy everyone's drugs for him just to make sure they didn't get like shitty drugs. 
And uh, Marcus was uh, like, oh, I don't need your help. I'll get some good drugs of my own. I used to live on the streets. I know how to do this. <laughs> and he ends up buying like a shitty batch. And so then this random like home, uh, this random hippie guy at the show was like, hey, I'll give you guys this uh, sheet of 10 hits. You guys can sample it. If you like it, come find me. Actually buy some drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marcus is like, ah, we don't need your charity. You were already ripped off once. It's not going to happen again. So they all take a hit, and then there's five hits left, and then Marcus just takes all five of them at once. He's absolutely tripping fucking balls. Yeah. Because it's actually good drugs. Uh-oh. Pretty much the rest of this volume is it's like an acid trip, I guess. So it's very colorful. Every, everything's kind of moving around, and he's having trouble deciding what's real or what's not real. I, I kind of like that part of it. It was, it was pretty interesting. I liked what they did with it. Yeah. So yeah, then they kill that dude's dad. That's when Chico comes up and starts kicking his ass. So he's like beating the shit out of him while he's uh, tripping balls. So he really can't do shit. And then we reach the end where we talked about here. Let me check my notes here. See if I have anything else. Another cool thing was they had Mr. T slot machines. I want to play that. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that was while he was tripping. <laughs> yeah. Mr. T was like talking to him. He's like, I pity the fool that doesn't play this scam. Yeah, it was awesome. I want to play that one. And they referenced the new LL Cool J album. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. When Willie and him are first bonding, Willie's talking to him about a bunch of like hip hop. Mentions right. LL Cool J, Eric B and Rakim, and uh, Public Enemy, I think was the other one. Yeah, yeah. They're making a lot of good references there. Oh, actually, in the TV show, they, they referenced X Men and Chris Claremont. So we talked about that one last week. Someone referenced it in the review, Chris Claremont. Um, Willie was arguing with Marcus in the TV show about which comic books are the best ones. And then he puts a gun in his face and he's like, X-Men, motherfucker, Chris Claremont. And he's like doing that shit (laughs) with a gun in his face. He's like, all right, man, Jesus. (laughs) So that was pretty good. I think he wrote with Chris Claremont. They both wrote on X-Men. Oh really? So maybe shut them out. I I felt like yeah I felt like they were referencing something about like the comic book here too. There there was a whole conversation they had about comic books in the TV show. Like his, his big works at Marvel were uh, a bunch of the Wolverine based X Men stuff, and then he did a bunch of Uncanny X Force, mm-hmm. and he did some Punishers. So oh nice, that's probably why he did it. Nice Punisher. Shout out his buddy. Yeah, shout out Punisher. Well, no, I meant his buddy uh, Chris Claremont. <laughs> I know, but I'm shouting out the Punisher. All right, yeah. Yeah. John Berthold. <laughs> Come on the show, John Berthold. Tell us about the Punisher. Yeah. Call to action. Do you have anything else about the book? I have one more note. Okay. I didn't know who said this line, but it was an awesome... Fun- oh, it might have been the uh, security guard inside the casino who... Busted him for the fake ID when he was gambling. Mm-hmm. But he, he made the line, you're going to be buried in a mountain of honey-baked monkey shit. Which wow. I have never heard that before, that expression in my life. But that is awesome. I'm going to start using that. Yeah, that's colorful. Buried in a mountain of honey-baked mountain shit. Yeah, what the fuck? That and wet noodles. That's what I'm taking away from this series. Nice, yeah. Start using those ones. Alright, well, I guess a little more about the show. I thought the show was like, it was just okay. It's not bad, but it's not like it's special. It's sci-fi, so I mean, obviously they can't be doing all the uh, swearing and drug use, I would imagine. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Probably a lot less violent. Yeah. The, the first episode, though, I kind of like the pace that they go. The first episode ended with Marcus and Willie killing Rory, so I, I like that they're kind of getting right into it. So I think the next episode might be the drug trip episode, so I might have to check that one out and give it another try. But you know, th- th- at this point, uh, I'm not I'm not really into the show that much. Could be better. I mean, mm-hmm. it's fine, but it's just like it doesn't stand out, you know. Yeah, I mean, the sci-fi show about like high school age children. So I mean, yeah, yeah, it's gonna take a lot to like win me over. I would think. I mean, it's got Henry Rollins, which is a huge that's, that's a bonus. for it. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest of it, and I don't Wong know. Wong from, like, the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, yeah, that dude's in it playing Lin. Yeah, they got, they got I mean, some it's, big it's names. It's written and directed. 
It's written and directed by the Russo brothers who made all the Avengers, or they did the Avengers, Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, Endgame. Oh, really? Okay. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's got some huh. big, powerful, like, Marvel-backed people here. Yeah. Even even though I, this isn't a Marvel property. Well, it's comic books. I'll I'll watch another episode and see how it goes. I just watched the pilot. So things things change after pilots often, so we'll see what the second episode's like. Yeah. yeah, I think Wikipedia said there's only been like three or four episodes released so far, so it just started out started January, I think. Yeah, it's a brand new show. Alright, so that's what's this called? Shit. Alright, so that's Deadly, Deadly Class. Class. <laughs> Are you ready for some reviews? Fuck yeah. Alright. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! Yeah. Yeah. This one had a couple of two-star reviews, so I'm gonna read this one. Oh, man. Two stars. Acid trippin' good time. Which is a really weird title (laughs) for two stars. Which which makes it sound like it should get a way higher score. Yeah. Let me be forthcoming and say that I only read this because it's an image title. Image puts out a lot of good and unique stuff. I would say the same for this book. So this this is a really weird two-star review. <laughs> well, they said a bad word, so I hate it. Mm-hmm. But good enough is probably how I should describe it. The general art was good enough, even though the acid trip section is fan-effing-tastic. And the story was good enough, even though I thought the idea of gang clicks was awesome. <laughs> Why is the idea of gang clicks awesome to this guy? That's been done to death. I really don't care about anyone in this book. I'll continue this if Volume 2 drops in my lap, but other than that, I'm going to leave it alone. So there you go. Hmm. Yeah, that that one was like, this is a really weird review. I feel like it should have been at least three stars. It was a three-star review. Yeah, that, that was pretty harsh for being good enough. I know. An acid trip in good time, that's not a great title. I mean, no, no, that is a great title. It's just not a great title for that kind of a review. That low scoring of a review. Well, yeah, sure. It's not a two-star title. Acid Tripping Good Tide is a title for like a four-and-a-half-star review. Right, exactly. Yeah, four or five. There's one more here, also two stars. Poor Plot Flow. Interesting premise, but the plot flow was poor. <laughs> That's it. I like that one a lot. I don't know why That's I like that. That's a good that. review. Yeah, yeah I like that one. Concise. <laughs> All right, anyway. Speaking of the Avengers, Airhorn, we also read Black Panther, Rise of the Black Panther. Rise of the Black Panther, yeah. That's right. So, what do you think of this one? So, okay, so as a general rule, I've stated many times on this uh, series, yeah, my absolute hatred for Captain America. <laughs> so, as a general rule of thumb, if you're going to open your fucking comic book with a giant uh, close-up of Captain fucking America, <laughs> as a rule of thumb, I'm going to hate your book immediately just because of that. But uh, after yeah. I got past that shock of uh, disgust, yeah, it was, it was solid. Okay. But, but yeah, yeah that, that immediately turned me off. I was like, oh, fuck this book. And I walked away for like two days before I would go back to it. Yeah, that, that was my first note is full page of Captain America on page one. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Yeah. Fuck you, Marvel. Yeah, exactly. This book had way too much narration for me. Like, even during the action scenes, they are constantly saying the longest-ass sentences, and it, it took me forever to get through this book. It's wordy AF. The other thing I thought was weird about this book was that everyone's dad knows each other. Like, Tony Stark's dad was talking to Black Panther's dad. I, I don't think anyone's dad knows anyone else's dad. My dad knows your dad. Oh, they do? Is that yeah. true? Do they talk to each yeah. other? They hang out. Okay, well, I guess I, I'm wrong. Maybe everyone's dad does know everyone else's dad. Mm-hmm. So, let's see here. Okay, so they had a racial slur for white people in this book. I thought that was fun. Rutuku? That was cool. Yeah. We're going to start using that one, too. Yeah. Dave, you're a fucking Rituku. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I think that's good. Racial slurs for white people. There's not enough. It's about it's about goddamn time. Yeah, right? 
Oh, another problem with the wordiness that I had in this book was they brought up the fact that Black Panther ate that heart-shaped herb to get his powers like a hundred times. So I don't know why they got to keep repeating shit like that, but I'm like, yeah, I know. I fucking saw the movie. It's it's super important that you get it. Yeah, I guess. They follow a lot of the... Like, it kind of reminded me of the movie a lot. They kind of followed plot points that are sort of from the movie in a lot of these issues. Like we had Killmonger show up at the end, which was pretty cool. I like the Michael B. Jordan Killmonger better, though. Yeah, I had a note on here saying that it seemed kind of... I assume it was just because of the uh, huge success of the movie that they were like, oh, we better cash in now while we can. Oh, yeah. Because it seemed like Black Panther had no need for like a, a retelling of his origin story this soon. Right. Didn't seem at all necessary. But yeah, because the movie did so well, I guess they were like, well, we'll bank whatever we can off of this movie. Oh, yeah. Th- this is definitely because of the movie. They followed a lot of those same plot points. So I, I think they're just trying to cash in here, which, uh, you know, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. They uh they tweeted something out or it wasn't Marvel, it was uh I think the production company, but in February, select AMC theaters over here are gonna be showing Black Panther for free all February long. Celebrate Black History Month. Which is kinda awesome. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. Are you gonna go see it? I'll go see it in the theaters. Yeah, fuck yeah, if it's free. Yeah, fuck yeah. That that's a great movie though. It it was really good. Did you see it yet? It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I rented it from the library. Oh, nice. Yeah, definitely one of the better Marvel movies for sure. Yeah, I think it's the first one that's ever been nominated for like best movie of the year or whatever in the Oscars. Those award shows, whichever one. Did it yeah. win? I have I don't, all of those. I don't know. Oh, probably not racist. Yeah, I don't know what else it was up against. Aquaman. Aquaman's not nominated for anything, is it? Fuck no, probably not. I, 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 I haven't seen that one. I was going to, but... I, that was when I was in America, and we just never got around to it. Uh, saw Spider Verse instead. Apparently, it's now the most successful DC movie. I don't know if that's ever or just of like their more recent attempts. Maybe but I guess it does. It was pretty decent and did well enough. Yeah, apparently it wasn't. I, I mean, it terrible. beat Wonder Woman, which was huge for him. Yeah, who's sexier, Wonder Woman or um... Momoa? Momoa, yeah, Jason Momoa. Al Drago. Good, that's the right answer. So that's why you made more money. I would assume so, yeah. Right. Anyway, going back to Black Panther here. Like, I really like the technology that they're using in this. That like vibranium stuff is really cool. Uh, I like the sound-deadening invitations he got, because you know, Black Panther wants to open up Wakanda to the world, so he invited a bunch of world leaders, and he sends them these like cool vibranium invitations that... Uh, when you're reading it, it totally deadens all the sound around you, so you guess you can't tell anybody about it. Yeah. It disintegrates after 24 hours, it just disappears. I, I had a note specifically about how they used vibranium in this series. Because yeah. for some reason it now has the power set of Bishop from the X-Men, where like it absorbs kinetic energy and kind of and kind of dish it back out as like a, a full powerful blast, like Bishop does, which I don't remember it doing that before. I just remember it being like this super amazing metal. Um, but apparently now it has Bishop's power set. So that's cool. They were doing that in the movie too, with the kinetic energy thing. I think it's weird that their society is so advanced just because of this metal. I mean, all of their people are, all the people that Wakanda are scientists. They're all insanely smart people. Yeah. That's true. So maybe it's because the rich is from the vibranium. They can all go to like MIT or whatever, like amazing hmm. colleges. It's get learned. Well, just go to Wakanda University. They, I, surely they I have a university. There's got to be a Wakanda university, I would think. It's got to be a thousand times better than like any Harvard or any like exactly school. It's you guys. You guys don't need to go to fucking MIT. You're fine. Just teach them in there. Yeah, they they make a big deal about vibrating, so I guess vibranium will vibrate a lot, so you can't see something, or so you can't hear something. It'll, like, vibrate out the light particles and vibrate out the sound waves, which is cool, but I just think they make a really big deal about vibranium constantly. I mean, it's it's like the most 
it's the like the rarest, most thought after uh, mineral in the entire Marvel universe. So yeah, that's true. Wakanda doesn't want to share, nor should they. Right? Yeah. But I like the callback because early on he runs into Namor, the Submariner. Oh yeah. And I love the callback because all throughout the Illuminati story series line, Panther and Namor were like, they were both a part of the Illuminati, but they were both at war with one another. And uh, I love all these callbacks to that with just the two of them, just like button heads and then reluctantly teaming up to find all their missing people. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool part there. Who else made an appearance here? Dr. Doom also. Oh yeah, Dr. Doom was a big big part of it. Uh, The white Nick Fury for some reason. That was weird. Oh yeah, that's right. So like the the show there's there's one page, there's one page with four panels and it shows uh Doc Doom, it shows Uwatu the Watcher or it uh-huh. could be a new watcher, I don't know because Nick Fury does kill Uwatu Earth's hmm. watcher, so I don't know if it's a new one or not. Well, this but one is a flashback. Nick Fury and then it's a prison prisoner Luke or Carl Lucas, Lee Luke Cage. That's who I assumed that was in the jail, because it did say his last name was Lucas on his shirt. So I assumed that's who it was supposed to be. Right, yeah. Luke Cage made a quick appearance there. And then pre-Storm, Aurora, Monroe. Oh yeah, that's right. What, she's like living up in the clouds, being a goddess or something? She was like worshipped as a goddess because she was the wind rider of okay. her uh, tribe. They'll often like go back to that in like, X-Men books. Mm. She'll go back home, and they all refer to her as like the wind, wind goddess or a goddess. Okay, gotcha. So that's what she used to do. She was just hanging out in the clouds. Seems like a good lifestyle. Yeah, I would be a goddess. That'd be cool. Fuck yeah! If I could be, I would be. Oh yeah. I also had a note about Gray Wolf. His uh, spider brother. I thought it was his White costume, Wolf. His costume or White Wolf? Yeah. yeah. So he's the shittiest costume ever because it looks nothing at all like a wolf. It's just like a white Black <laughs> Panther suit, except it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the White Tigers, but it is nothing wolf-like about it, even though that's what they call him. No, it still looks like a cat. It's just a white cat suit. Yeah. It's not it was, a wolf. It's a garbage costume. Garbage. But white cat doesn't sound very cool, I guess. Sounds so awesome. called it. The white kitten. The white kitten, man. White kitten. <laughs> I, that would strike fear in my heart. White kitten. Right, right. Oh, so there was also... Uh, going back to Vibranium, I forgot about this note. Jakara, that's uh, T'Challa's half-brother or something like that, who is one of the villains who is hanging out for a little while, he just fuses his body with Vibranium and becomes like a Vibranium <laughs> Hulk. That, I think that's where yeah. you're jumping the shark a little bit here. Come on, what the fuck is that? And then and then Storm just kind of like put him in a, a windstorm or a wind funnel and then he <laughs> yeah. just dies. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he just kills him with a tornado or no something. Wind. That's that was his one weakness. Wind. Luckily, luckily we have storm here. Yeah. Yeah. That worked out. Yeah, that part was really stupid. <laughs> uh, I think it was right during that. Uh, T'Challa dropped one of my favorite lines for any time you go through a sibling rivalry. Uh huh. All skin folk ain't kin folk, which oh, yeah. is awesome. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Great expression right there. Yeah, wise words from King T'Challa. Okay. And then, alright, so you you mentioned Killmonger showing up. Yeah, yeah. So, what the fuck? He randomly, at the very end here, he kind of like starts going power crazy. Mm -hmm. And he busts out this weak as all hell looking Voltron style panther. Like, it's not a Voltron lion like a real Voltron would have. It's a panther (laughs) version because the Black Panther comic book, of course. Sure. Fuck that. (laughs) <laughs> Why is there a Voltron Panther here? I don't know. That was pretty cool, though. That was, that was, no, that was so dumb. Fuck that. <laughs> between that and Captain America opening your book, that's where you lose me. Right. That's how you well, immediately lose me. You that was knock page off one. Voltron animals, and then you reference Captain America, yeah. They should at least get five Voltron Panthers and make yeah, them form together. Yeah, so they can actually together. make like, an awesome like, Voltron. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like that... Uh, that what the fuck was that movie? That Batman Ninja movie where they made a Voltron, the villains. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. That was the worst. That was the worst <laughs> fucking movie of all time. Yeah, that was so fucking stupid. Voltron and feudal Japan. Uh, awesome. Versus Batman. All right, anyway. And also during that fight with Killmonger, 
Killmonger like beats his ass and he has to, you know, get up. So this book is called Rise of the Black Panther, and it's about the Black Panther just literally getting up at the end. So I thought that was stupid. They don't mean like his his rise to king. It means him getting up off the ground at the end of the book. So that's why it's called Rise of the Black Panther. That's a life lesson for you. You might why? get knocked down along the way, but you have to rise up and uh, live to fight another day or some shit like that. Yeah, I guess so. Lessons learned. The very last panel of this book, though, it's him finally like branching out into the world, and he's talking to the Avengers about joining, mm-hmm. and we see that god-awful piece of shit Captain America again. <laughs> but behind him, it's Hawkeye, Ant-Man, and Wasp. So, Hawkeye cameos, so that kind of won me back over after that disgraceful Voltron monster. The Voltron well, abomination. Yeah. Hawkeye won me back. Vibranium Voltron. Yeah, there we go. Uh, dude, I want to read that book. Give me that. That'd be awesome. Except Storm would just like make a breeze, right. like, a little breeze <laughs> in the room and it would kill it immediately. Shit, my only weakness. Wind. <laughs> like a, light, a light spring breeze. Wakanda doesn't have wind. I did grab a parka, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's all I had here. Uh, again, I thought this book was a bit long. I, I, got, I got really tired of all the explanations. But, I mean, the art was good. Yeah, it it did do one thing that I, I see very rarely where, so it had its own cover of each issue. Mm-hmm. And then that very first page was the exact same for every single issue in the series or like all five installments of the book where it was the exact same little like illustration of black Panther, which was kind of cool. Cause normally like during the like credits page, it's going to be a yeah. different thing based on whoever's like animating or whatever changed up every volume. But this oh. one had kept the same one like all throughout, which was weird, but kind of cool. Oh, okay. So they didn't change the artist or anything in this book. I assume not. Well, I mean, if they have the same names, then I would assume they. It's the I, same I don't people. know that the. I didn't read the names. Oh, okay. I'm just saying the, the little, page like, was the same page that they used right. for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, man. Copy I paste. Since I didn't change it, it's the same. Yeah, I like that. Copy paste is easy. Fuck yeah! It's lazy. Yep. I like it. That's how I put all the links in the description down here. Copy-paste, man. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. Saves a lot of time. Well, yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Alright, anyway, do you have anything else about this book? Too much Captain America. <laughs> well, yeah. Too many Voltron knockoffs. That was good. I, I, liked all the, I liked all the cameos. I have mm-hmm. no idea why the fuck they brought in white Nick Fury, though. That was really weird. Oh, maybe he's like has the Uncle Ruckus disease. Because this was in the past. So he was white in the well, past. It's and in then the past, but he was like white in a, a, a different universe. It's supposed to be like a different, they're like Miles Morales is a different universe is Spider-Man. They, they reconned like all the different uh-huh. Nick Furies by just saying like white one was one from a different universe. It's not the oh. 616 one. Maybe it's a time displaced or a universe displaced Nick Fury. Perhaps. Like Miles Morales. I, I don't know, man. Maybe they just fucked up. So I recommend... Watching the movie Black Panther. Yeah, skip this book. Watch the movie. Because the movie basically does the same type of thing here. And I I thought it was way more entertaining. Watch the Black Panther and then also watch Nick Fury, Agent of (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D. It's it's this, uh, I don't know if it was just made for like some shitty cable network, but it was a mid to late 80s uh, Nick Fury movie starring David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury. Oh, and cool. <laughs> it was amazing. I randomly saw it one time at like four in the morning on basic cable. Uh-huh. It was fucking magical. It's oh, wow. so fucking cheesy. Is is he wearing blackface? No, no, it's the white Nick Fury. Okay, there we go. He's got the eye patch though. Alright. Damn, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's like it's I, I assume it's like corny as fuck, right? It's like yeah, so yeah, bad it it's good. Okay, good, good. That's what I want. It was amazing. All right, we'll check that one out then. Are there any reviews for this one? There are. Let me just get them out here, but I'll play some songs here. Yeah, hit it. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! You cuck. There we go, that's what we wanted to hear. <laughs> that's right. See that? See that? Ad-libbing reactions. Good job. I like it. Okay, so this review is three stars. Top right corner creased and tip bent. 
<laughs> this, this is just about his <laughs> shitty condition. <laughs> no, no, it's about the story. This comic book came damaged. The top right corner is creased as if folded to hold a page, except it's on the cover of a and a few pages in. And the top right tip of the magazine is bent. This is the first time this has happened. It was in a sealed mailbag, which had no damage on it. Terrible to receive this from seller in this way. It looks terrible and not something you can place under a heavier book to lay down. It is completely ruined. That's it. Damn. That was the only review I found. The rest weren't that it's funny. Too, it's too bad he got it from Amazon and not eBay, where he could like leave a negative feedback score for this. That's true. I mean, don't, don't the reviews... That's what the reviews are for. By the way, that was a three-star review, and that was more like a one- or two-star review, I think. Well, I mean, maybe he loved the story, and that's why he couldn't like bring himself to knock it all the way down. Maybe. But I feel like he's, he's doing that to knock down the seller. I think the reviews are for the items specifically. They're not for, like... I don't know. I, do, I never leave reviews, so I have no idea. I mean, because most of the... T- you're the one who looks these up every time. Most yeah. of the time, it seems like they're all supposed to be giving you, like, details about the specific item itself, not, like, who you bought it from or how long it took. Yeah, I wonder if there's seller reviews. Maybe Maybe that's what the difference is. But yeah, they're often about the story. So, anything else going on? Um, oh, I saw Venom. The other day. Oh, what'd you think about that one? It's decent. Yeah, it's not as terrible as it was made out to be. Yeah, I was expecting a whole lot worse. Me too. Which maybe that—that's what made it decent was that you came in there yeah. expecting a shit show. <laughs> it wasn't nearly as god awful as I was ex- assuming it would be. Yeah, so now it tricked that, us into thinking like, it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. I thought it was a—it was a pretty fun movie. It was a good watch. I really wanted to see that Woody Harrelson Carnage character though. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Yes, I'm hoping for a sequel just for that. Oh, did you watch Halloween? Did you catch that yet? Oh, fuck, I didn't. I saw I saw an, a meme about Halloween today, and it reminded me that I have to download that movie. I got. I, I still got to download that one. Next time, then. Yeah, next time. I have so many questions about this franchise and how they're tying it together. Yeah, we'll have to push that back for next week, but I'll, I'll, I'll watch it this week for sure. Busy week. Too much, too much shit to do. Damn Chinese New Year. Yeah, Chinese New Year. You got to work every day the week before and the week after. So you just have no free time. They're like, oh, yeah, Wait, holiday. So get- you, get one day, you get one day off for this holiday, but you have to work no. the entire week. You get seven days off for this holiday. And Whoa. you have to work the weekend before the holiday and the weekend after the holiday. So it's bullshit, man. Just give me seven days off. Mm, I, I mean... No, no excuses. You're just working two weekends, but you get a whole week off. I don't even want to celebrate Chinese New Year. They're making me so. They make you do this. It's not How your choice. How dare you? What? Winnie the Pooh will have you shot if he hears this. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Good. Nice. Nice meme. I don't, I don't know his name. I only it's, know it's, uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it's Winnie the Pooh. That's the president, L- president live of Live action Winnie the Pooh. That's, that's what I call him. Yeah. President live action Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Oh, man. You better watch but out. Emperor, we're, we're, is it president or emperor? Uh, yeah, it's president. I don't chairman. Need to watch out. No chairman. Chairman. You can't touch me. You need to watch out. Yeah. Well, no. They got a. They're gonna block. Giraffes have black tongues in China because you're saying Winnie the Pooh. This is the official podcast of China. Yeah. Also, that's we true. have a sponsor this week: the Chinese presidency. <laughs> yeah. Government. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Winnie. You know they blocked Google here. They blocked Bing for... A tubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff. <laughs> that's that's his uh, profile description on Tinder. Yep. On Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. I'm going to be killed tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to disappear because of these comments. Fuck. Yeah. The opinions of the idiots of Jurassic Park block tones comics does not, is not a direct reflection upon... Giraffes have black tongues. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I save guess it face. is. Yeah, save face. Yeah, they, they blocked Google here, and they blocked Bing for one day, which was uh, weird. Bing is always like, like they, they like pander to the Chinese government constantly. Like when you search for things, they're just like, oh, uh, a lot of these uh, results were blocked because of your region. So we we've we've removed some results. So they're always like kowtowing, and then they get blocked for a day. I thought it was gone, 
but hmm. yeah, weird. They they always like follow the rules and stuff. That sucks. You have to use Bing as your search engine over there. Yeah, it sucks. But I just use a VPN in Google because Bing is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. This episode was brought to you by Bing. <laughs> yeah. Bing.com. Use it when Google doesn't Find your work. Answers. Yeah. <laughs> Use it when your government blocks Google. <laughs> yeah. Bing.com. Use it to find Google. Tagline. Go. I don't know what Bing does. Or even Yahoo. I, I think I heard somewhere that Bing is good for porn. I think there was some other podcast talking about it's that. It's very I can't good for porn. Why? I didn't want to mention that, but yeah, it's awesome. Why? Porn. Why is that? I don't block anything. Oh, okay. I don't, if you don't turn off the safe search, yeah, you get insane results. Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. I just, I, I heard about this recently oh, yeah. and I can't remember where. Yeah. I just read it on a, a book or something. All right. So Bing colon better for porn. Tagline. You're welcome, Bing. Yeah. There you go. Huh. Never knew that. I'll have to try that sometime. Yeah. I'll have to try it sometime too. <laughs> After the podcast. All right. Well, I, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I do not. All right then. So what do you want to read next week? Uh, so I guess since you keep going with 2018 Marvel series, I'm going to go with this one I just got from the library. It's uh, Rogue and Gambit. I got it with uh, the assumption that it was based off of uh, after they just got married and then going out like doing shit as like a couple or something. Yeah. But uh, I-, I was incorrect. It actually took place before that X-Men book. Oh. So it's kind of like the story of how they like fall back in love with each other, I guess. I don't know. Well, okay. It's written by the same person that wrote the uh, that X Men book. All right. So, well, at least maybe it'll tie in some. I want to see one with them married, just like sitting at home bored, you know, just like watching Netflix and shit. I I, I checked on Wikipedia and it says there is they are working on uh, Mr. and Mrs. X, which is supposed to be a series about those two now that they're married. So I don't know. Okay. Well, what the fuck it is, but yeah, I hope it's just them getting into fights over what to make for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Like you're making this fucking macaroni and cheese again. So I'm, I want to continue with Invincible. So I actually didn't bring a Marvel book this time. Good thing I did then. Yeah, right. We have one more volume of Invincible before we covered like the first book. So this one, I th- we're gonna let's read volume three of Invincible: Perfect Strangers. And then next time we come back to Invincible, we can just do a book and do a bigger chunk of uh of this series but i figure it'll be easier this way oh wait so you mean like a, a hard collected book like volumes one through like 16 or something like that so what you're talking about yeah they they i think it is um in their book collections it's like one to 16 or 18 or something but it, it i guess each book collects three volumes so we've read two volumes yeah, okay. so we just got to read the third volume and then next time we bring it up we can just move on to a book when I was searching for uh, Deadly Class on the uh, library's website, all they had was volume one, the actual like one through 16. I was like, ooh, yeah, I don't want to read that many. So I just went to the uh, other website. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, I think Invincible, though, just it, they're very quick reads. So I feel like we can get through a lot of them, but I don't know about Deadly Class. Deadly Class wasn't super long, but more time than I'd like to spend. All right. So. There we go. Next week, what was yours called again? Rogan Gambit. Rogan Gambit. It's called Rogan Gambit, Ring of Fire. Like the Johnny Cash song? Exactly. What was he talking about? Like, he was talking about STDs or something, right? Is that what that song's about? Sure. Yeah, I guess. Uh, So maybe there's some STDs going around in this book, so that's exciting. Ooh. Yeah, mutant STDs. Mutant STDs, which are even... More powerful. It'll, it's probably going to be an STD that'll cause mutant genocide. <laughs> Are they going to go that route? I was going to say, I, I, wish, I wish that's how mutants got their mutant about abilities. Oh, it's just the STD? STDs. Oh, man. Yeah. Nice. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd be raw dogging every piece of trash I could find. Oh, yeah, definitely. Me too. I want that. Give me those mutant powers. Of course, my AIDS would kill me off like within <laughs> three months of getting my powers anyway, though. I'm, from doing it that hey, it'll be a good three months though yeah it'll be the best three months of like i was gonna say radiation but that's a uh, cancer fall never mind Eight. shit all right oh well so yeah we got that one and then invincible volume three perfect strangers find me on the internet at d levandowski 
We're on the internet at Deeds to the God. We're on the internet at Giraffes HPT Pod. Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. SoundCloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. Get this awesome intro song for us. Yeah. Anything else? I think that's it. Yeah. So, see you next week. Bye.